Last weekend, I had dinner with a number of uh, couples from Renaissance, and we got to talking about busyness and, and how all of us felt like so much of the time we're just in constant motion. And uh, whether it's the person who gets up at 4.30 in the morning so they can catch the 5.30 or 6 o'clock train going to the city, you know, and, and you wake up in the morning and your, your, kids are st- your kids are asleep, you come home at 9 or 9.30 at night and they're asleep again, you know, and you're just so busy that it's difficult to even see your kids awake at least, much, much less spend time with them. Or you're the stay-at-home mom or dad and you feel like your life is one big taxi service. You know, one, one woman was talking about how uh, on any given day, she might have to get three kids to three different towns in a span of like 20 minutes, you know, and you can't get a taxi service to do that one. It, it won't work, you know, and, and so Supermom has to do that. And then you've got your own activities, whether it's the club you're involved in or the, you know, tennis league you play in or whatever it is. And it's just constant motion. It's constant activity. And, uh, that's not always a good thing. I read about a study that just came out earlier this month that found that 35% of smartphone owners, that's, you know, uh, iPhones and Androids and, and Blackberries, 35% of smartphone owners use them before they get out of bed in the morning. You know, I mean, look to your left and look to your right. That means one of the three of you was checking your email when you woke, you know, right after you woke up this morning. 11% check their email, 15% use their web browser, and this is the one that got me, 18% of smartphone users go on Facebook before they get out of bed. Now, what are you going to post on your status? You know, husband still has morning breath, you know, like he did yesterday, you know, and then actually the the one that was even funnier is it's only 2%. 2% of smartphone users use some sort of GPS application before they get out of bed. I mean, like, what are you, lost in your own bedroom? You know, hello? So I, I don't know how that works, but that's, that's the way that they do it. There is a reason why it's called a crackberry and not just a blackberry, you know? It, it's just part of the busyness of the lives that we have, and I'm not sure that that level of busyness is, is always a good thing. As I was thinking about this topic of busyness and how it can, you know, can steal our identity. My mind went to a passage that I'd like to share with you this morning. It's in, in uh, the gospel, the biography of Jesus that a guy named Luke wrote. And it's uh, talking about an interaction that Jesus had with a couple of his friends, a family that he would often visit and, and often stay with. And Luke writes, he says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, and really only one. Mary's chosen what's better and it won't be taken away from her. I love the reality of that scene. You know, it's, it, it could have happened in, sometime in, in any one of our houses. I mean, what was it that got Martha so animated? You know, was she trying to impress Jesus? She's like, the Lord's coming. I mean, God's coming to dinner. You know, we got to cook something good for him. And she's all upset and worried about this. Is that, is that what's going on? Or, or maybe she's a 
maybe she's a type A personality, you know, and, and she's thinking she's just going nuts because here she is trying to get everything ready and she's doing all the work and there's Mary again sitting on the floor just listening to Jesus talk, oblivious to the fact that dinner's got to be put on the table and all these other things have to be done. You know, I can almost hear Martha saying, Jesus, make Mary help me, you know, and I think if I were Jesus, my response probably would have been like, chill out, Martha, call a caterer and come sit with me. I want to talk, you know, let's get to know you. That's not how Jesus responded, though. He just responded in a, in a calm way, in a way that I think was designed to get her to slow down, to get her to relax, and get her to, to stop and sit with him. He just said, Martha, stop worrying. I didn't come here because I want a fancy meal. I came here because I want to spend time with you. I want to spend time with your sister. So come on, just relax. Food will be fine. Let's just sit down and talk. Our identity is not based on our activity. It's based on our relationship with the God who created us. And to cultivate that relationship We need to make the time to sit with him. We need to stop. We need to slow down. We need to sit with Jesus and get to know him. Most of us aren't aren't all that different than Martha. You know, busyness is, is a way of life for us. And even though our activities may be good, you know, the the jobs that we're doing, the spending the time with our kids, the other activities, the sporting events we're involved in, the clubs and, and all that. All that, all those things can be good, but they can conspire to steal our identity or at least to confuse us about who we really are. And some of us get our identity from our activity. You know, we are the job. And that's why so many people, when they retire, just fall into depression. You know, for the last 30, 40, 50 years, you've been defined by what you do from 9 to 5 or from 8 to 7 or whatever your work hours are. What's the first thing, when you meet somebody new, what's the first thing that you ask each other? What do you do? You know, what do you do? What's your job? Oh, I'm a lawyer, or I'm a banker, or I'm a teacher, or I am, I'm at home with my kids. We define ourselves. Our identity is so often based on what we do. It's based on our activity. That's why when the kids leave home, if you've devoted your life to your kids, the kids leave home, you've got the empty nest, and you don't know what to do with yourself. You don't know who you are because your identity has been defined by, by what you've been doing for the last, you know, 20, 30, 40, however many years. My identity is more than the sum of my activities, and I need to learn that. Some people hide or numb themselves in, in their activities. You know, we keep ourselves so busy in order to avoid the pain of what's going on inside because we don't want to confront it. We don't want to deal with it because it's too difficult to do so. So we hide or we numb ourselves in our activities. Or maybe our busyness is just a habit. You know, we live here uh, in this part of the country where everybody 
is like us. We're all running around doing all sorts of different things. That's the way we grew up. That's what it was like when we went to college. That's what it's like in our jobs. And we've never known anything else. It's not like we made an intentional choice. It's just the way life is. And isn't everybody like that? And isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Not necessarily. Because the problem is that we can be so busy that we forget who we really are or we don't take the time to slow down and stop and figure out who we are, figure out who God has made us to be, figure out what it means to have a relationship with him and to get our identity from him as opposed to from all the activities that we're doing. And that's a problem. And the solution is very simple. It's found in the simple words that Jesus essentially said to to Martha, Martha, slow down, stop, sit down, sit with me. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to know you better. I want you to know me better. And, And come into Renaissance on Sunday mornings, taking an hour out of your busy schedule to slow down, to stop, and to focus on God is an excellent way to start. I mean, we're, we're here every Sunday morning and we're singing some songs that are, are pointing us to Jesus. We're hearing a message from the Bible that helps us to get to know him better. We're praying and, and so on. And that's good because that's, that can be so helpful in developing a relationship with him and, and beginning to figure out who he's made us to be. But that's a starting point. And we need to, we need to go further than that. We need to take the next step. We need to stop each day, really, and make time to be with Jesus, just to sit with him and to get to know him better. Read the Bible, and read it not just so you learn about God, but so that you get to know God. Pray. Tell God what's on your heart. You know, ask, him, ask him to help you in the difficult situations. Ask him to help you to get to, get to know him better. Listen to some music that points you to God, you know, music like... like that Andy and Jill and so many other great artists are out there making that, that is designed to point us to Christ and to who he is and to how we can have a relationship with him. Sing along with it. Make sure that the windows in the car are rolled up if you're like me or you're doing it only in the shower. But, you know, but sing along with it and just kind of you know, let, it, let it get into your heart. Or do one of the things I love to do, usually about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I love to just kind of stop and take a walk. You know, I'm not so much sitting with Jesus, I'm walking with Jesus. Maybe 30, 45, 60 minutes, just walking and praying. Sometimes I whine at him, you know, God, this happened again. You know, and it's, but hey, he already knows what's on my heart, and he's not surprised by any of that. So it's just helpful for me to take that time to be with him and to pray and to refocus on him. And it kind of helps to keep me uh, on an even keel throughout the rest of the day. Think of it as if you're developing a relationship with somebody who you really want to get to know. You got to spend time with them. And an hour once a week is a good start. But if you really want to get to know somebody, you got to spend a lot more time than that. And you need to do it really uh, on a daily or at least a, a pretty regular basis. And the same is true in our relationship with God. So let me encourage you, set aside some regular time to be with God to get to know him, just to sit with him, to listen to him, to talk to him, and to grow in your relationship with him. Our true identity is not rooted in the things that we do. It's not based on our jobs. 
It's not rooted in our activities. It's not based in all of the things that we do or how busy we are. Our true identity is rooted in our relationship with the God who created us. God says that I'm his child. I'm a child of God by faith in Jesus Christ. I'm loved by God, and there's nothing that I can do to get him to love me any more than he already does, and there's nothing that I can do that would make him love me any less than he already does. He loves me because of who he is and what he's done, not because of who I am or what I've done. That's the kind of unconditional love that can help me to understand more of who I am. I'm forgiven by God, and nothing I can do can change that fact. I'm a follower of Christ, and I get my cues from him, both for who I am, but also for how I live my life. That's where my identity comes from. And there are other aspects to it, more personalized aspects. Maybe I'm creative. Maybe I'm very organized. Maybe I'm an incredible people person. You know, I don't know the particulars of the ways that God has gifted you, but who you are is based on your relationship with God. Our true identity is rooted in our relationship with the God who created us. It's rooted in who he made us to be. It's rooted in what he's done for us. And it's rooted in how we respond to him. And when we take the time to slow down and stop and sit with Jesus and develop a real relationship with him, that's when we're going to be able to live like the people who God has created us to be. And that's when we're going to flourish. And so my encouragement to to all of us is to slow down, to stop, make the time to sit with Jesus on a regular basis so that you can get to know him and develop a real vibrant relationship with him. Let's pray. Father, what a privilege it is that we can have a relationship with you. And I pray for each of us that in the midst of all of our busyness, that we would make it a priority to slow down and to stop and to just sit with you and get to know you better. And I thank you that as we do, you're going to help us to see more and more and more of who you created us to be. And you're going to enable us to grow in our relationship with you and to be able to live in the midst of an incredibly hectic and busy and just whirling world uh, around us and to be able to do that with grace and with peace and with trust in you. And I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name, amen.